We certainly faced uncertain days during the last year, haven't we? And it is because of our faith in Jesus Christ that we are able to go on as we proclaim that his life is still our life. Our scripture reading from this morning is the shortest version of the resurrection story. Amen. It's from Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Jesus and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. You know, sometimes we forget that Jesus was buried in a hurry. He was buried fast. I mean, there was no viewing over a couple of days with hot chocolate and a little bit of bread and some goodies and family streaming by to see the body. It, was, it would have definitely been a closed casket kind of situation. But there wasn't any of that. It was in a hurry because his crucifixion on Friday started bordering on the beginning of the Sabbath with, with sundown, right? And the Jews could not do burials on the Saturdays. They, they could not do work on the Sabbath day. And so they had to get Jesus off the cross. They had to wrap him up very quickly and they had to lay him to rest before the Sabbath began. And so they didn't get to do the kind of things that they would have normally done for a loved one at a time of death. You know, we can relate to that today. How many people during the last year have had loved ones pass away and they couldn't hold a memorial service or a proper burial service with all their friends and family? How many people have gone through grief at times by themselves because they couldn't have those moments where they were embraced by others to show them that they were there for them in their hour of need? You know, we can imagine how these women must have felt because we have experienced something similar during this year. If you've lost a loved one, you know you probably weren't able to go to the funeral or have a service or hold Sometimes some of the people in your own family because they weren't in your private bubble for COVID. And it was hard, wasn't it? It was difficult. So we can understand that these women felt like there was some unfinished business, that there was stuff that they still needed to do, 
This is why they woke up so early, you know, and make us wake up so early. Because they had unfinished business that was important. They woke up before sunrise. They woke up early in the morning. They woke up so that they could time it just right. So that by the time they got to the tomb, it was late enough in the morning that they could actually do what they had set out to do. They prepared spices to anoint the body of Jesus. And they began down the road towards the tomb of Jesus. And you know, they're on the way already to the tomb when it finally hits them. Oh yeah, there's this big stone in the way. Who's going to roll it away for us? We're three women. There's two Marys and Salome, right? We're three women. Can you imagine how many strong guys probably had to move that stone on Friday to close the tomb? I mean, Mark goes out of his way to tell us it was a very large stone. He, you know, Mark is usually like, boom, boom, boom. Here's what happened. But he stops to tell you this was a very large stone. Because these women are on the way to the tomb and they're asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us when we get there? Who will open the tomb so we can actually complete the mission that we have set out to do? Have you ever felt like that? Like you were sent out on a mission and you didn't know how you were going to accomplish it? How you were going to do it? But you, you headed out anyway because you felt that that's where God was calling you. Or that's what God wanted you to do. Sometimes we just have to head out in faith towards Jesus and know that if we trust him, he will make a way. He will open a way for us. He will make it possible for us. You know, when the women looked up after they had been on the road for God knows how long from their house to the tomb... They found that the stone had already been rolled away. Oh, if we would learn from this lesson. Do you know how many times we have stressed over bridges we don't even know if we're going to have to cross? Or we have, you know, worried about problems or situations that are coming ahead. When we have a God who already knows and holds our future. When we have a God who has already made provision for tomorrow before we even have that day begin. I can't tell you how many times I have worried or obsessed about something. And then when I get to that something, God has already taken care of it. And that's what happened to the women. Who knows how many, how much time they spent arguing on the road of, well, you should have called somebody, shouldn't you? Well, you should have asked your cousin to come with us so he could have helped us roll that stone away. Well, somebody should have made provision for this because we didn't plan ahead, did we? Can you imagine how much finger pointing there was on that road? Well, I thought you were going to do it. Well, I thought you were going to do it and nobody did it. That never happens to us, of course, because we're so well prepared. And that's what happened to them. And they got there and the stone had been rolled away. And the scripture said they went into the tomb. And I asked myself, why did they go into the tomb? Well, they came to anoint the body with spices. 
And now that the stone had been rolled away, the obstacle had been rolled away, the, the thing that was in their way to be able to accomplish their mission had been removed, they felt like, hey, it's, 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 it's meant to be. We're to go into the tomb, anoint the body, and get this done. And they walk into the tomb that's only supposed to have dead people in it. And there's a guy sitting there dressed in white. And there's no body. Like no body. Not nobody, but no body. It's gone. And the scripture said they were alarmed. Well, if you went into a tomb that was supposed to have dead people in it and there was a live guy in it, you would be alarmed too. You know, you would be afraid. You know, I'm surprised they didn't just turn around and run. Because if I had shown up at my grandmother's tomb and she wasn't there and some guy in white was sitting in there, I would be running. I wouldn't be hanging around. But I think that they were so in shock. They were so alarmed by this that they had to find out what happened. So they, they're almost petrified there, wondering what all this means. And before they can run, before they can react, really, the man in white tells them, don't be alarmed. I know why you're here. You know, God knows why we set out. He knows why we do what we do because he knows us. And before we even explain ourselves, God already has an answer for us of what we need to do. The scripture says that he told them, you're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. Let me tell you, he is not here. He's not here. He has been raised. And, and just so you can be clear, come check out the place where he was laid. You know, we have to assume that these women were part of the group that went there to bury him. They must have known where the body was laid. They must have seen it as they rolled the stone to close the tomb. And so they, they looked and sure enough, the body is gone. And you know, a normal person would have said, well, where is he? Where did he go? Who took him? But the scripture says that before they can even get to those questions, the man in white gives them a new mission. You came with a mission of anointing the dead body of Jesus. But now I have for you a new mission. And the new mission is to go out and tell Peter and tell the disciples that Jesus has risen as he said he would. Here's your new task. And you know, when a guy in a tomb dressed in white tells you to do something, you kind of get the sense you should do it. Right? It's kind of like, yeah, I think we better do this. And the scripture says that they, they left and they were so scared and so afraid that they didn't talk to anybody on the way. You know, they probably thought, if we tell anybody about this on the way, they're going to blame us for taking the body. We're going to get in trouble. They're going to think we did it. We only know from the other gospels that they actually did go to the disciples and tell them what happened. And you know, the disciples at first didn't believe them either. They had to actually go to the tomb and check it out themselves. Because this event of the resurrection was so incredible, so unbelievable, 
that people had to see it for themselves. And even then, it was hard to believe. Even then, it was hard to accept. These women were the first ones to witness the empty tomb. They were the first ones to know that Jesus was risen. They were the first ones to share the good news with others. And they were the first ones to experience what we experienced this morning, which is our mourning turned into joy. I want you to look that way for a moment. You see how the light is coming into the darkness and vanquishing it? And the night is giving way to the day. On that morning, when Jesus rose from the dead, this is what happened. Life overtook death. Light overtook darkness. Hopelessness was overcome by hope. And faith in Jesus Christ brought us salvation. We are here today not because we like to watch sunrises and cold, chilly days. We're here because, like those women, we want to remember that empty tomb. We want to relive that experience of being up early in the morning to celebrate that Jesus has risen from the grave. And we want to declare to the world around us that because Jesus rose from that grave, as we sung earlier, we can live also. That our hope is firmly planted in the resurrection of Jesus, which we believe to be true. Today, if you're looking for Jesus, you won't find him in a tomb. You won't be able to go visit a famous tomb somewhere where they have little ribbon around it, marking it off so that everybody can pilgrimage there and visit. You will not find them among the dead, but you will find them among the living. He is to be found among us as we proclaim his life and his resurrection. He is to be found among us as we carry out the message of his resurrection to the world. He is to be found among us as we continue to proclaim that he is alive, not only then, but now. And that because he lives, we will live forever. Now, if there's any obstacle in your way to believing in Jesus, I invite you just to head his way. Because if you do, he'll roll it away. He'll move that obstacle. He'll remove whatever barrier is on your way so that you can get to him. So that you can experience the empty tomb. So that you can believe as the women did on that day. That Jesus is alive. Today I just invite you to let him give you hope. To remind you that this last year that has been tough will come to an end. That this pandemic will pass. And that because he lives, we will live also. Amen. Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Amen. Let us sing Victory in Jesus. It's one of my favorite resurrection songs. You got to sing it, Peppy, though. So I am going to invite you to stand for this song. You got to sing it, Peppy.